the transfer portal is swirling like crazy and a lot of big name quarterbacks are out there looking for new homes and some might be landing at a school near you very soon. Hello, I'm Brendan Marcello. It is Wednesday, December 7th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. Some names didn't necessarily surprise us when they entered the transfer portal when it opened up on Monday, but some big time names across the country going elsewhere. And I wanted to bring in Andrew Ivins to discuss the quarterbacks in particular as we look at this list of some really stellar quarterbacks who some once rated five-star players, some who have hit some bumps in the road and are looking to go elsewhere to maybe rejuvenate their careers. Andrew, did anything surprise you early in the transfer portal when it came to just quarterbacks in that position? I think Devin Leary for sure did him entering. I think he was kind of the biggest surprise of Monday morning, but I just think the whole volume of arms that have gone into the portal and you kind of touched on it. I mean, guys that are trying to rejuvenate their careers, guys that maybe are looking for a change of scenery, guys that maybe got hurt and and fell out of favor at a certain school, guys that are trying to move on up. Um, I think there's just a lot of options in there and I've been meaning to do this and I should have done it before the podcast, but I I think there's probably, what, two dozen arms in the portal right now that have started at least one FBS game. I mean, think about it. If you're a school and you need a quarterback, I mean, why would you go to the high school ranks anymore? All these guys got uh, plenty of eligibility, and I I tossed that theory out to a a well-respected quarterback coach today who has a a ton of guys in the portal, and he said, in the past month, I have not fielded one call about any of my high schoolers. It's been all about my guys in college, And, and he agreed with me. He thinks that quarterback recruiting is going to be uh, a little bit recalibrated here just with so many arms in the portal. So that's, that's probably a story for the different day. But I just think the amount of, of quarterbacks and signal callers that are in the portal was a bit surprising to me. So I wanted to go through this list of the 10 highest rated transfer portal quarterbacks as we record here right now. And this can change by the minute, as everybody knows. We're over a 1,000 players in the transfer portal right now. But number one on that list is Devin Leary from NC State. Obviously, a record-breaking quarterback, veteran guy. Boy, was he a lot of fun to watch at NC State. Someone's going to get a great quarterback here. I mean, I'd say, hey, where's he going to go? But what kind of quarterback is he? What kind of system could he fit? Maybe some examples of some teams that would be a good fit for him. I think he's someone that could go kind of anywhere in the country and kind of plug and play. He's battle tested. And I'm sure there's some college football fans that are maybe scratching their head. Hey, why is he why is he looking around? But let's not forget Tim Beck, his offensive coordinator there at NC State. He's now uh, the head man over at, at Coastal Carolina. So I think that's a reason to, to look around. And I think if you're these, these guys and you see some of what the high schoolers are re- allegedly reportedly making, why not test the NIL market and, and see what, what your market value is. I think with Devin Leary, and I got to tip my cap to Cooper Patagna, you know, my, my buddy on this one, he, he tossed out two schools, Georgia and Alabama, and, and you know, two college football playoff contenders. And, and that's what big time programs do. The best, the best are always looking to upgrade. And I think if we treat the transfer portal like free agency, right? And, and then you have high school recruiting is kind of like the draft. If that's our, our model moving forward, which I think it is, how do teams make transitions in the NFL? Well, sometimes there's, there's bridge quarterbacks, 
that are brought in to kind of pave the way for for the next guy that's up. And it, when you look at the quarterback rooms in, in Athens and Tuscaloosa, there's some talented arms there. Carson Beck at, at UGA, Brock Vandergriff, Gunnar Stockton are all, are all there in Athens. And then over in Tuscaloosa, you got Ty Simpson, uh, Jalen Miller. We've seen both of them. But why would those two programs not at least kick the tires on, on Devin Leary and put out some feelers? Because, hey, he could come in and you don't have to guarantee him the starting position, but he's going to elevate the rest of that room. He's going to create organic competition in, in terms of his peers in practice. And we know Kirby Smart and Nick Saban are all about that. So those, those are those are two options to me that, that really, really stand out with, with Devin Leary, uh, that the teams that are normally fighting for an SEC championship and a spot in that college football playoff. And one of the more fascinating quarterbacks in the last two seasons, DJ Uyunglele of Clemson, entered the portal. Not surprising there. The K-Klubnik era has begun there at Clemson. But DJ's obviously going to have some options, and he's been up and down. Improved this past season, but still, some of the same issues were there just with the, with this with his passing game. But a lot of general thinking is, hey, he'll just head back west, closer to home. Uh, obviously a California kid. Do you expect that? Do you think he'll be heading out west? I think that would make the most sense. And I was having this conversation with someone. I mean, DJ is a prospect that was ranked so high for certain reasons, right? And yes, he could absolutely be a a scouting miss, a recruiting industry miss. But uh, there was a reason why he was one of the all-time highest ranked quarterbacks ever by 24-7 sports. I mean, the talent is there. The potential is there. And it hasn't worked out at Clemson. Is that his fault? Is that the system's fault? I mean, who knows? But I go back to another former uh, number one recruit, Jalen Phillips, who was at UCLA a few years ago, kind of washed out there, dealt with some injuries, and then he ended up transferring into Miami had success, parlayed that into going in the first round. And now he uh, is doing good things with the Miami Dolphins. So I don't think DJ is completely uh, done. I, I think someone could still get a talented quarterback, someone that could get a, a guy that could win uh, at the Power Five level. And, and the interesting twist with him is he's got a brother, Mateo, who's a, a top 32 player for us right now in the class of 2023. He's a defensive end, plays a little tight end there at St. John Bosco, and he has the best of the best after him. So are they a package deal? I, I think that's certainly something to think about. But just trying to identify different schools where DJ could end up. Why not start with the University of Florida? They're losing Anthony Richardson to the NFL draft. Lost a quarterback commit. They've lost a, a their number two quarterback for you know unforeseen reasons. I mean, heck, I mean, I don't think anyone anticipated that. So they got to bring a veteran arm in. I've heard from multiple people. They they're doing their homework. I'm not trying to report this, but I believe DJ is a, a name that has come up in Gainesville. I mean, why wouldn't it? Again, he's a, a really talented quarterback. With all that being said, ultimately, I think moving back towards the West Coast would make the most sense. And I think there's some schools out there, UCLA, Oregon, uh, Oregon State, those would all make sense for him. So he, his, he's going to be a fascinating one to track. And again, keep an eye on what happens with his brother. Do you think with DJU here specifically, do you think that we judged him unfairly because of maybe he just didn't have quite the type of receivers we're accustomed to seeing at Clemson? Because, I mean, those guys just weren't getting – a lot of separation these last two years whenever I've watched them. And that could be a product of the of the offensive line, right? You know, I mean, yeah. it, 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 there's been some issues there. It's, it's well documented. Clemson has been so opposed to the transfer portal. 
I just feel like it maybe at times DJ wasn't put in the best position to succeed. So that's why I still think he could go somewhere else. I'm not calling it like a Geno Smith type of situation, but look at Geno Smith, you know, he, he hangs on there and, you know, guys can, can blossom at different times in their careers, depending on the setting. So uh, maybe one day we're talking about him heading to New York or something like that. Texas backup Hudson Card, who uh, by all accounts was in a very tight battle with Quinn Ewers in the preseason, and of course they went with Quinn Ewers there at Texas, someone's going to get a really good quarterback that we could be talking about as one of the best in the country next season, in, in my mind. What do you think? I would agree with you there. And it's it's funny because uh, on my show, Preps to Pros, back at the beginning of the season, I said one of the keys to, for Texas is, is keeping that guy around, even if, you know, after he lost the job to Quinn Ewers, another generational quarterback. And uh, it didn't take long for Hudson Carter to have to come through and win some games for the Longhorns. So he certainly has it. Um, I think he's right behind DJ, one of the most coveted guys out there, and Leary. Uh, All the tea leaves right now are are pointing kind of towards Notre Dame, but talking with Chris Hummer, talking with Tom Loy, who covers the Irish for 24-7 sports, I mean, it's clear Notre Dame is interested. They lost Drew Pine to the to the transfer portal. Marcus Freeman uh, right now has been recruiting his his pants off ever really since he took that job with, with Tommy Reese. So I would keep my eye on Notre Dame. And if you were to go there, you would think the Irish are going to be a contender in 2023. Absolutely. Especially the way that Notre Dame defense has been playing and will continue to play under Marcus Freeman. Let's go to Ole Miss. Luke Altmaier, who also was in a battle in preseason camp with Jackson Dart. What kind of quarterback is he? What kind of system does he fit in? One that wants their quarterback to run the football a little bit. And Luke is a he's, he is a, a a dynamic athlete. I think with the with the football in his hands, he can also throw it around the yard and it, kind of the behind the scenes stuff. Or there was some smoke a, a few months ago that hey, if if Luke enters, and a lot of people assumed he was going to enter, Florida State was the team to watch out for there with with Mike Norvell. But Jordan Travis, he announced on Monday night. I mean, it was. A crazy day of news, Brandon. I mean, we had NFL announcements, kids coming back to school, kids in the portal. We had coaching changes. It was it was really a, a day to never forget. But Jordan Travis, J. Trav, he announces he's coming back to Florida State in, in 2023. So I think that kind of crosses them off the list. I, I think Arkansas, with his ability to run the ball there under Kendall Browse, we'll see if Kendall Browse he sticks there in Fayetteville. I think he would, but he's a hot name that's been linked to a few different jobs. So ultimately, what I'm saying is someone that wants to run the RPOs, one of these spread power based attacks. I think that's where he would fit in best. Jeff Sims, Georgia Tech. I watched him in the season opener in person. I was impressed. What is he capable of somewhere else? He's still extremely raw. And Jeff is a kid I saw when he was a a junior in high school. And you see him at the Elite 11 Finals, went to one of his games as a senior. Um, And then he's starting as a true freshman at at Georgia Tech. And he he goes into Tallahassee and beats FSU, a school that he was committed to that didn't want to honor his commitment after that coaching change. I mean, it's always like you see it, but it's still very much a, a work in progress. And with Jeff, he's got, I think it's two or three years left of eligibility. Actually, I think it's it's three maybe with that with that COVID year. So he can go somewhere. I think he can provide a spark, but he is still far from 
a complete product. And I have talked um, with people inside his camp. He's still de- dealing with some injuries. And that's kind of the reason why things didn't work out there in Atlanta. I think the Yellow Jackets kind of wanted him to come back. Maybe he didn't want to force himself back into the field. So they parted ways. And, and now he's in the portal. Two schools I keep, I keep hearing. Indiana is certainly interested. Uh, and then Virginia Tech's another one that is interested in, in Jeff Sims. So I, I, I think he's kind of maybe the ideal guy for that second tier of a power five level school, uh, whether that's in the ACC, the SEC, but he's a kid from Florida. I mean, he could go all the way out to the Pac-12. We saw Michael Penix do it, go across the country, uh, end up in the right situation. I I think what Jeff needs is someone that believes in him, someone that's going to be patient with him. And I think he can come in and and provide a spark just with his athletic ability. Uh, And he's always got a big smile on his face, or he at least he did as a recruit. That's that's what I always remember him as. So uh, I think you're going to get someone you want in your locker room as well. More on the top quarterbacks in the transfer portal with Andrew Ivins after these messages. Several more quarterbacks here, obviously, in this top 10. But I, I really wanted to focus on Austin Reed coming out of Western Kentucky. Incredible arm coming out of that system there at Western Kentucky where they throw the ball over the yard. Is this guy going to be a power five starting quarterback next season? Absolutely. I think so. That's why he is in the transfer portal. I mean, he could have stayed at Western Kentucky and went on to be selected in the NFL draft. I mean, I don't know how many big mock draft boards he was on, but that's the same school that produced Billy Zappi, who's now with the New England Patriots starting games in in year one. Reed's story, it's awesome. You know, he was a no star out of St. Augustine, the nation's oldest city right there in Florida. Uh, signed with Southern Illinois, transfers into West Florida, which is a Division II school, wins a national title in 2019, could have stayed, had actually some NIL opportunities at the D2 level, but he put his name in the transfer portal. It was courted by BYU in Western Kentucky, goes to Western Kentucky, isn't guaranteed the starting position, wins a battle, uh, and it finished this this season as the number two passer and and yardage completions and touchdowns and from everything I've heard I, I got a, a contact close to him he wants to take his his game to the next step it sounds like keep an eye on whatever happens with the Brahms right now they're at Purdue but that's a hot candidate uh, on the hot boards for Louisville and I've heard that Oregon. And UCLA have puts out some feelers on this kid. So I think he's ready to go. He's going to come in. He can throw the football 40, 50 times a game if you if you need him. And I was actually talking to a Power 5 coach that played him this season. And they said that kid is so talented and, and, and tough. And it, it, it's, it's hard to not get him on the ground, but mentally beat him with the defense. So I think Austin Reed absolutely is going to be at a Power 5 uh, at some point in 2023. And we look at a veteran quarterback like Virginia's Brennan Armstrong area in the portal, just a year ago, he threw th- for 4,444 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. And then, of course, th- this season happened uh, under Tony Elliott. What can he do? What's he capable of with another go around somewhere? And is he starting as a power five quarterback? I think he's a, ma- a magician, right? He's someone yeah. that the OC or whoever the play caller is just needs to let him improvise and let him go. I mean, he's at his best when he's moving around, not within the confines of a certain offense. I mean, he's not someone I don't think you want him making his second and third progression. You just want him to play. Uh, and, and he's a veteran. I think there's going to be some Power 5 program out there. I, I don't have much intel on him in terms of where he's going to go, but I would I would expect him to end up somewhere. And if not, I mean, even if he's in the American, if he goes into the right situation, I think he could take a team 
team that is on the cusp and get them to double digit wins, right? I, I think that is certainly uh, something that a, a, a G5 program out there could sell to him uh, if, if he wants to go that route. A fascinating quarterback to consider is Arkansas backup Malik Hornsby. Went there, obviously, as a quarterback. They moved him a receiver. Then they moved him back to quarterback. Then to receiver again. And then quarterback again when K.J. Jefferson was dealing with injuries. And now he's in the portal after flirting with entering the portal several times just in the last year there. Has some has some things he's got to improve as a passer. Where do we see a guy like Malik Hornsby being? Is he a power five guy or maybe end up being in the group of five? I think he's a G5 guy, and that's not a bad thing. He needs to go somewhere where he can continue to develop and evolve as a passer. Uh, and it's really like with all of them, it, it, anyone in the portal, they need to find the right fit, right? That That's that's the biggest thing. And I think for Hornsby, he's got the talent. I mean, didn't Mike Leach go on that crazy kind of like post-game rant about how he's so special and, and so fast? I mean, go somewhere where they want to push the tempo. Okay. And I think at the group of five level, that would make the most sense and just let him run, right? Let him run and scheme up some stuff to get him the football. I mean, you're not going to change Malik Hornsby, but you can certainly help coach him up and develop him. So I would think somewhere in that that group of five ranks. And I I think somewhere that wants to score a lot of points, that's what it's going to come down to. Because with Hornsby, you're probably going to need to score a ton of points. UCF quarterback, Mickey Keene, in their portal, sat out the uh, regular season, or not regular season finale, but the American championship game against Tulane, and now he's in the transfer portal. This guy wins games and is very, very good at UCF. Didn't get enough credit there, I think. What's the future hold for him, you think? A guy that's originally from from Arizona, so he could go back over to I think Arizona State with, with Kenny yep. Dillingham. I, I, you know, I think that's something you keep an eye on. Uh, some of those schools out there, but you 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 are right. Uh, I think finding a fit maybe with uh, some of the guys he's worked with in the past, but uh, he can certainly get it done. You know, with the arm, with the legs. To me, he kind of represents like that second tier, right? That that second tier, right? So we have the, those core guys, guys that are big names in the portal that I think the best of the best are all going to be clashing and, and duking it out for. But I wouldn't be some surprised if one of these Mickey Keens goes somewhere and, and we look up and he is winning games next season. You're like, hey, oh, you remember him? And he wasn't that big deal. He could go somewhere and, and find a ton of success. Keaton Slovis at Pitt uh, as well. Seems like on the on the East Coast we're having uh, a lot of <laughs> lot of trades happening. Uh, among teams, Pitt, of course, seems to be able to replace guys real fast in the transfer portal. But Keaton Slovis, what about him? What do we think? Maybe uh, him and Phil Jerkovich switch spot yeah. team. He goes to Boston that's, College. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I, I don't really have a, a landing spot for him. I think JT Daniels is, we can call him like the the Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of a, of the transfer portal. <laughs> the journeyman you know, quarterback. Yeah, he's just collecting jerseys, but Keaton Slovis is, is not far behind him. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think a power five could take a chance on him. I think a group of yeah. five could ch- take a chance. And, and Brandon, I think with all this, we're going to see some quarterback movement here over the next few weeks, and then it's going to die down. Why? Because spring practices are going to start. But I think there's going to be a big shuffling once again, once we get to that May window, right? Because some of these guys are, are going to see the writing on the wall. Hey, I'm not the number one. I don't want to be the number two. And I'm going to transfer again. And then there's going to be schools where you bring in a new offensive coordinator, they set up shop and, hey, I can't win with this guy. We got to go get someone else. So I think there's going to be even more shuffling or uh, once we get to the right before the summer. Uh, ideally, you want them in for spring practice, but if it doesn't work out, out, then you're going to go shopping and see what you can get off the shelves. 
I, it sounds like I'm promoting like a soap opera, like stay tuned, something crazy is <laughs> going to happen. But do you think there's going to be some more movement among quarterbacks here in the next couple of weeks entering the portal? Or, or do you think things are going to slow down? We're not going to see another big name. Uh, I have a hunch there's going to be one or maybe two names in there. Who would these people be? I think there's some teams that are playing in some bowl games right now yeah. that have never played in these level of bowl games or guys that have been integral parts to certain programs that have been there that aren't going to walk and turn their back on the teammates. I think it's guys like that who, hey, the season's done. I We accomplished maybe not all of our tasks. I think everyone wants to win a national title, but they got uh, nine of 10. They know there's a chance where they can go collect some NIL. And I don't think anyone's going to turn their back on them. And I think maybe there's some guys that are going to contemplate going into the NFL draft. And Brandon, I, I don't know if you know the figures for a sixth and seventh round pick. I mean, it's it's kind of like, well, I think I believe it's a less than a million dollars. I mean, there are some- it's, Yeah, it's between six hundred and $700,000. There are some collectives out there that would pay a million dollars to get a guy for one year. So, I mean, it, it really gets your mind thinking in, in that sense. So I do think we're going to see some more go in before that, that window closes. Fascinating stuff. Andrew Ivins, thank you so much for joining us and uh, try not to get lost in that portal. It's crazy out there. It's, it's, it's mean out in them streets. For Andrew, I'm Brandon Marcello. Thanks again for listening to the College Football Daily. My thanks to Lance Glenn for producing this episode. We'll see you down the road.